but our developers are incredible and I can't wait to meet them and I can't wait to share what we've all been working on so hard for the last few months. And yeah, so launch week is this week and I'm going to be traveling for work on my first work trip ever and I get to meet the team. So that's my suite of the week and I didn't introduce sucker suite, oops, but I'm just so, so excited. So that is my suite of the week and my suck of the week is that sadly my time in Miami is coming to an end and school is starting. Um, but another suite is just that, you know, it's my last semester of law school ever. So there's some really, really exciting stuff happening this week. And while I'm sad to be leaving Miami, I'm excited to jump in headfirst to my last semester of law school ever. And I will be doing an episode soon on, you know, what I'm looking forward to for my last semester and the lessons I've learned in my time in law school the last few years. Um, if you have any questions regarding that, please DM me. Please leave them in the comments. Um, leave a rating and review and let me know when you review. Email me. However you want to talk to me, let me know if you have any questions or anything you want me to talk about relating to law school and lessons I've learned because that's something that I've been really wanting to do, but I wanted to be back at school and back in the thick of it when I record it. So it's truly, not that it wouldn't be authentic to record it now, but just so it's even more authentic and I'm really in the grind. And this semester, I really want to interview my classmates and share my conversations with them and get their experiences to benefit you as well. So yeah, that is what's going on around here. It took me 500 tries to paint my nails today and yesterday. I tried yesterday, didn't work for like two hours. Tried again for another two hours today. I finally managed to paint my nails. I am taking a break from dip. I don't wear acrylics. I don't wear tips or anything. It's just my nails, but I normally have them really long and with dip but being in Colorado, they all cracked from how cold it was and, you know, using my hands, skiing, sledding, being active. So I decided to take them all off and just give my nails a break and just paint them with regular nail polish. And I get my nails done one because I like them to last a long time and be long and pretty. And also I just don't want to go through the hassle of painting my own nails or doing my own nails because I suck at it. And this reminded me why I pay for that. And it's another podcast episode I want to do this year is, you know, time is money and why I pay for certain things that I could do at home, but that just give me time and convenience and give me my life back, give me time back to do other things. But anyway, so many ideas, so many things in the works, but I really want to jump into this episode. So I'm really excited for today's guest. Her name is Emily Oliveira. She is the founder of New Beauty. She is Canadian. And she's become one of my great friends on Instagram that I connected with through Lisa Gilmore, host of Unwinding. And that's another podcast I love. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm always sharing Lisa's words and commentary and her podcast episodes because I just love her so much. And I'm so grateful that my friendship with Lisa connected me with Emily. And this whole episode is basically a love letter to Lisa because Lisa has been such a light in both of our lives and we talk a little bit about how she's been a great friend and person in Emily's life and how Emily has grown so much in the short time she has known Lisa. And we talk about friendship. We talk about building a business, how she got started on social media, where new beauty came from, and so, so, so much more. So 
I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Please leave a rating and review. Subscribe to the podcast. Now you can leave a rating on um, a review on Spotify as well. So that's super exciting if you listen on Spotify. Please screenshot and tag us when you're listening and share on stories. And go follow Emily. Go follow Lisa. She'll be on the podcast sometime soon as well. Again, so many ideas, so many plans. But without further ado, meet Emily. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hi. How's it going? It's good. I am so excited to have you on. I was just telling you off air that I connected with you through Lisa Gilmore, um, formerly a chair for my bag, which I love that nickname. (laughs) I forgot about that. I forgot Um, about that. What a throwback. Yeah. Um, but just since you've been on her podcast unwinding and seeing your friendship evolve and I was like, I want to be friends with these girls and I'm so happy that you're possibly moving to Miami around the same time I'm moving back home. So I can't wait to officially meet you in person, but there's so many good things we've been talking about off air and I really want to have those conversations here, but first tell me, well, tell us a little bit about you, um, and how you got started on social media. Yeah. Um, okay, so my name is Emily. I'm gonna pretend like nobody knows who I am. My name is Emily. I am from Toronto. I am 28 years old. Um, I started social media a long time ago, actually, I would say like maybe five years ago. It's not that long, but five years ago, I started taking it seriously, maybe three years ago. So my growth has been pretty slow compared to like, the average person who like blows up on TikTok overnight. Um, I worked corporate my entire life. So um, in Canada, we have this department store called The Bay, Hudson's Bay, and it's basically like a Nordstrom or Macy's. So I was a marketing manager there for a couple years, or sorry, for a year. Um, And then I started a beauty brand while I was there. So I was like, you know what? I wanted to be this big CEO. And then as I started working my way up the corporate ladder, I was like, mm, actually, like, this is not the vibe. Like, this is not what I want to do anymore. So I was like, I kind of want to be my own boss. I like the whole aspect of freedom, which is what we talked about off air. But the aspect of freedom, like going wherever I want to go, living wherever I want to live. If I want to go to Vancouver tomorrow or Portugal tomorrow, I can do so. So I started researching a ton of small businesses in Toronto and a lot were starting to pop up so I was like okay how do I do this for myself so then I started New Beauty um, which is my skincare brand and since then I quit my full-time job and I took New Beauty full-time we really had a moment during the pandemic so I'm very thankful for that and then yeah and then I met Lisa on Instagram and we slammed each other's DMs and then that's what's been taking me to Miami and I fell in love with the city and I'm trying to move there now. That's my story. Where did the idea of you want to start your own business, but why a beauty brand? Where did the idea come from and how did you go about starting your own beauty brand? Great question. Um, so when I wanted to start a business, I didn't know that it was beauty. So I went into it being like, okay, I'm researching all these industries. Let me figure out which one I want to get into. I actually started New Beauty with a business partner at the time. Um, So her and I connected on skincare because she was a makeup artist or makeup artist on the side. And um, I went through really, really, really bad adult acne phase. And I kind of like cleared my own skin up. 
um, based on my research. So we got into it just for the love of beauty. That's how, that's what happened. And to be honest, if I can give anyone a piece of advice, I would do more research than what I did because I actually just told this to somebody the other day, any product that is topical or you're ingesting, it's so much harder to break through the industry than a piece of clothing or an accessory because people care about what they put on their, on their face or into their bodies. So the social proof aspect of the marketing side has to be very, very strong, but that's besides the point. So anyways, we decided, okay, what's really trending now? What's something that you have to have in your skincare routine? And we came up with this vitamin C hyaluronic acid serum. Collagen was also having a moment at the time. So we added collagen to it. Um, yeah. And then, so that's basically our idea. We researched a ton of suppliers um, and we basically went with somebody who could help us develop the formula because we're not chemists. Like I could tell you, I like the smell of oranges. I like a vitamin C serum and I like collagen, but like to figure out the strands and the scientific part, like we're not chemists, right? So we worked with um, that company to help us decide. And that's basically how the formulation process works. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to know. Like how it actually like you have this idea, but then how do you go about finding these people? And it takes a lot of research, Googling, looking for the right fit. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. Like how, it, yeah. how it all came about and I'm dying to try it. I haven't tried it yet. Um, but I see you all the time and like, I love seeing how it's grown throughout the pandemic too. And just, I remember when you announced like, you know, like I've gone off on my own, I don't have a business partner anymore. Now it's just me and like how it's grown since then. And that's, it's just, it's so cool. Like I, I love, like we were just talking about friendship before, right before this, but I genuinely love supporting and like encouraging my friends and celebrating them. And like, I was talking about this last night too, like celebrating their wins doesn't make mine any lesson or like, you know, and it's some people have 100%. such a hard time with that. Like they're like, it, it's not quid pro quo. Like just cause I celebrate yours doesn't mean you have to celebrate mine. Like it's, I'm, you're allowed to have your moment. And some people want it to be like, okay, now where's my turn? Like now my turn. I'm like, it's not about you. Like chill. Like, yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I generally like seeing your growth and seeing how it's evolved. And now you have the sweatshirts, which you're wearing right now. And yeah, then you have the cleanser out and yeah, it's, yeah. it's so freaking cool to watch, um, how it's all grown, grown up. Um, so I'm very excited. Yeah. What's next for, for you, but so how did you like, obviously you met her on Instagram, but like, but like, how do you meet, make friends on Instagram? How does making friends on Instagram lead to now what it has for you and how it's taken on a life of its own? And you have a Patreon now and you're moving and how did that mm -hmm. come about? So, um, I actually, I think I slid into Lisa's DMs to be honest, which is very unlike me. Actually, maybe it is like me. I've slid into a lot of people's DMs, but she was posting during the pandemic Trader Joe Hall. And like, we don't have that. Like, do you remember that? When yeah. she was like posting those like literally like 15 slide story hauls mm -hmm. of like literally everything she bought. We don't have Trader Joe. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sitting in my parents' house because I just recently moved back um, home after I broke up with my boyfriend at the time. So I was always on social media. I'm seeing these Trader Joe hauls. She's obviously fucking hilarious. So I'm not only am I dying of laughter, but I'm so into it. 
And I would respond to her being like, what the fuck? Like, that sounds so good. It was like butternut squash stuffed ravioli. Oh, I'm that like, sounds so good. Would, love, <laughs> would love that. Don't know what that's like. So then she obviously is so good with banter. So um, we went back and forth for a little bit. And then I'm really big on the law of attraction and manifesting. So she asked me to come on her podcast to talk about it. Like if somebody has no idea what to do, how do you start? So we talked about that. And then like, we just connected like really well. And then we weren't close at first though. Like it it was kind of, we're kind of friends, kind of not really still kept in touch. Um, And then I started posting about a book that I was reading and she's like, oh, I fucking love that book. We should do a book club episode. So we did a book club episode. And at that time, I was breaking up with my, my ex at the time. And because I was always talking to her about this episode, about this book, we started to become a lot closer. And I started to be like, okay, this is a stranger who doesn't know anything about my past or my personality. Let's see what, what advice she would give me. And she would give me really, really, really good advice. And we just connected on like a deeper level. I can't even explain it to you. No, that's Sounds so like beautiful. Love. That's, <laughs> I love that because that's how Lisa and I like started becoming friends too. Is I just would like, she would be posting stuff and I'd be like, where is that? Like, oh my, that looks so good or whatever. Like just like DMs, like the power of a DM. But, um, but I love that too, because I've, I have, I feel like I have stronger friendships with people I've met on social media that I might not even know in person because right. like, they're they're strangers but they're not because you're seeing their lives too like they're what they're choosing to put out and it's like you start seeing like you can relate to them on stuff and like your own friends in person might not be you don't see every they're what they're doing every day you only see what like when you chat or through text or you get to go to dinner or whatever but like your ig friends like you're 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 more invested in their lives because you're communicating via what they're posting and right. So I love that. And I, I, yeah, I feel it's easier sometimes to be more vulnerable with the stranger, which I guess is why bartenders, like, you know, that, that whole saying, like, you know, totally, but totally. And I'm barely into manifesting. And I remember that episode that not, I don't know if I was already into it before, but definitely like once I started ha- hearing like other people talk about it on the podcast, on different podcasts and hers, I was like, okay, like this is something that like I think I can get behind. And, you know, I've, it wasn't your episode. She did one with someone who does like how to manifest a man. And I legit have done that now. And I know you guys have talked about that too. And just, yeah, I, I think it's such a beautiful thing, like making friends with people online and how having that grow into be such a genuine friendship in a way that people that you met in real life really aren't, which is weird because social media, you're curating it versus people in person. But I don't know. I just, right. I, I feel like, social media like for all the bad reps that it gets like social media friends if they're the right people can be some of the most authentic and genuine friendships and like that's and I that's why you guys have grown so much both since you've known each other too because like the audience can see that and they they're invested in your friendship and it's so beautiful and you said something you talked about you know that book you're reading and around the breakup and you've done a lot about really being open on her podcast about that and rediscovering who you are in alignment and all of that, um, which is something that you probably wouldn't have done on your own platforms. And you're only starting Mm -hmm. to do on your own platforms now. So 
was it because of Lisa's energy that you felt comfortable doing that? Or like, how did it, like, how did you feel comfortable sharing that on her podcast and now sharing that on your own account as well? Like being open about what you're really going through behind the scenes and how, and your, your relationship history and dating and being single and all of that. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of reasons. So in the beginning, um, I'm, as you know, I'm more low key on Instagram than I would say Lisa, like Lisa can go on her stories and be like, I'm having an awful day today because of one, two, three, four, five, where I'm like, I won't even post that day, you know? So like, we're a little different. She has made me be more vulnerable on the stories. Um, But I will say when I was still dating my ex, I was following this girl who I still follow her now. Her name is Sydney Jaws. And she was going through a breakup and she was posting it on her close friend story about like how she felt, why she was going through it, everything. And I was like, holy fuck, like this is really resonating with me. And when I saw her go through the breakup, I was like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it too. Like it's for the same reasons, the same experience. They live together also. We live together. So I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. And that's what motivated me to share what was going on because without her knowing her posting helped me so much that I was like, if I do this, I could potentially help somebody else that's in the same situation. I love that. So, yeah. So at first I posted on my close friends. It was like a very small group and I was getting like literally 20 messages being like, I'm in the same spot. I'm in the same spot. Like how do, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, holy shit. Like a lot of people are going through this. And then I opened it up to like my stories and I had like little hints here and there. Um, and a lot of people were connecting with it. So Lisa was like, we, bro, like we have to do a podcast episode on this. Like, this is what people want to hear. Let's do it on a larger scale. So I was so hesitant. And to be honest, I held back still in the conversations. I just said like the bigger themes. I also don't want to disrespect him yeah, of course. or his family or anything, you know? So, uh, yeah, she she gave me that platform to like talk about it, and the response that I got that I got was insane. Like it, my DMs were more flooded than it's ever been in my entire life because there were so many women going through the exact same experience with the exact same questions, not knowing what to do, and I felt like it connected and resonated with me. So I was like, wow, like the way that Sydney helps me, I'm helping, I'm helping so many other people by doing this. And that's kind of how it snowballed. And then like, we went on for a second time and then a third time and then a fourth time. So like, I've been really open with the breakup. Uh, I was also open on TikTok too. So a lot of people found me that way. And yeah, so I would say it's a part of like seeing somebody else help me unintentionally and then having Lisa who is so good with connecting on a deeper level bring that out of me and having the platform for me to do so. Yeah, I think I agree. I That's part of why I am not afraid to show what I show online because I know someone out there resonates and I'm on a lot smaller scale than both of you. But when I do get those DMs that people are like, thank you for sharing this or I, or whatever it is that they feel it or they feel seen or they resonate or this, like they understand what I'm going through or they're going through it. And how did I get through it? And I'm like, this is why I share what I share. And so I love that someone inspired you to do it. And then now you get to be that person for others because like, again, going back to friendship, I think that's like a, the theme of this episode is just like 
you can't do that with your real friends online because they're too close to the situation sometimes. And they're like, they're invested. Like, no, you guys are so cute together, but like, who cares if you like, he's just in a, having a bad day. Like maybe it'll be better tomorrow. Like just give him like whatever, like they make excuses. And it's like, no, like things aren't as good. Like I I'm lying to you guys this whole time that things are good or I'm pretending that things are that good because I want it to be, but I can't pretend anymore. And your friends are so invested into what was instead of like making sure that you're actually okay. But since your stranger friends don't know that they're able Mm -hmm. to really be honest with you and give you like, no, like this is not a good situation for you. Like, and like, I love that Lisa was that for you. And I've, I've never been in a real relationship. I'm more like Lisa in that sense too. Like one, I'm not afraid to, like, I will literally go on after crying and be like, all of these things, not to the same school, but I'm a lot more like Lisa than you in that sense. But I'm also a lot yeah. more like her in the sense of I've never had a real relationship. I, I really mm-hmm. like you guys were on the episode that you guys did that came out yesterday. You were saying, um, like that you're doing that we aren't, we're not really strangers. And she, you're like, have you ever been in love? She was like, did I love the person? Yes, but I've never really been in love. I'm like, that's literally me. And that's, you know, hearing other people say that and like other things that you've said in your relationship, like the episode you did about your relationship, I've never been in a real relationship, but there was a situationship that I've been in a few times that, you know, I understand what you're saying. Like I've been through that too. And having other people like say, then you're like, okay, I'm not the only one that I resonate with that. And, and, uh, it's, there's, it's so like, it's undescribable how that really feels because sometimes you're just too scared to tell your real friends or your family about it because you don't want them to think of you any differently, but or not like the, like if, or if you're mutual friends that you don't want them to not like him, but he, and the guy that we were talking about off there before, like, I remember at the very beginning of us, like talking, he was like, I care about you a lot as a person. I want, you deserve a really good guy, but I'm not that guy. And it's Mm. like, I, and now ever since he said that, like that stuck and it's like, I, like, I wish my friends would have told me or like, now I want to tell my friends when I see that happening, it's like, he's a good guy. It's not that he's a bad guy. He's just not the right guy for you. And that that's okay. It That's so okay. It's, and like, it's hard because like some people feel like you have, it's harder to break up with someone when there's like, they didn't hurt you. They didn't wrong you. It's just like, this isn't working anymore. It's so, so much harder, but people feel like, because it's not, he hasn't wronged you. Like he hasn't hurt me that bad. Like, it's fine. Like it'll, whatever they make excuses. It's like, he doesn't have to have cheated on you or hurt you or whatever. And also just cause he did, doesn't make him a bad guy. He's just not the right guy for you. He's not self-aware. He's not self-actualized that he's not, he doesn't know who he is yet. And that's why he can't be the right person to you. But maybe are you being the right person for in that relationship too? Like it goes both ways, but like, it takes people that you're not really close to, to be able to tell you that because they're from the outside looking in and the people too close to you may not be able to see that. But like, ever since that guy told me that, like, I care about you a lot as a person. It's not that I don't like, I I care about you so much as a person. It's not that I don't like you. It's just like, you deserve someone that's going to be all these things for you that you want. And I can't be that person, but you deserve it. And I want you to have it. And that's why we're able to stay friends now because you know, we both recognize that it's not that we don't care about each other. 
we're just not the right people for each other. It's not meant to. Right. You're not compatible. We're not compatible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, um, that takes a lot of maturity too, for someone to be like that self-aware to say those things, because like, I can tell you right now, like my ex and I, like we were not compatible at all. And ultimately I made the decision to walk away from it because I was like, you're not the right person for me. And I'm not the right person for you because I, I wanted so many things and what his max of everything that he could possibly give me was like my bare minimum. Yeah. And that will be a good match for someone who thinks that that is the most that she will ever get. For me, I was like, this is, this is literally nothing. Like you don't even speak my love language, you know? So like, I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just asking the wrong person because somebody else is going to be another person that's going to walk into my life. And they're going to be able to give me exactly what I want. And it's going to be effortless for them. Yeah. And you don't it's, have to ask them. So you don't have to ask them for it. They just meet you where you're at. That's yeah. Wow. That is yeah. exactly what it is. Like, it's like, you know, yeah. they're like, it doesn't make them any less of a person because they can't meet you where you're at and they can't give you what you want. It just, they're just not the person for you, but so, they're, they're the right person for someone. And like, they I are. wish you the best. Yeah. I want the best for you. I hope you find it, but you're not my person and that's okay. Uh, yeah. And does it suck? Absolutely. Absolutely. It sucks. But I think the one thing that I, you know, I helped so many girls and I DMs go through breakups. I think I led five breakups or initiated five breakups. Like it was insane. But one thing I kept saying was that like, let the thought of that there, your person is out there waiting for you drive your motivation to leave the situation and find that person. And that's what really helped me because I was like, am I going to settle for the bare minimum? Like I am 28. There's no kids, no financial strain, no house. And I'm like miserable every single day of my life. Yeah. Why are you doing that to yourself? You deserve when literally I could walk away from the situation, walk down the street as I'm leaving my condo and meet the person, you know, like it, it happens so organically. And like, I've met a lot of people since the relationship that I've connected way better than I have with him in five years you know it's like you don't have to force something you really really don't and if you're listening to this right now and you're in a relationship or a situationship because I do say that those are just as deep as relationships I know Lisa's like no it's not really a relationship but just because I have a title they are that they are significant. they can be they're deep they're so deep it's the matter it's the connection so if you're in something and you're like Ugh, like he he doesn't really satisfy me I'm not really content like I want it a little bit more I would say probably stop asking for it and set your own personal boundaries and if it's not meeting you where you want to be met I promise you that if you walk away you're most definitely gonna find something better oh absolutely and yeah and it it takes a lot of self-awareness to realize that like you said like how have where did you get those like it was seeing Sydney talk about it, talking about it with Lisa, but it also comes from somewhere deep inside. And like, where did that come from for you? That realization that, you know, this is what I want in a relationship. This is what I deserve, not just in a relationship, in my life. This is what I want from my life. This is where I see myself. And that's, this person isn't going to be able to be in that future life that I want. Like, it's just not going to, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. They're not the right person for, to support me and push me to get there. And also well, they don't want the same things. So how did you yeah. learn that about yourself? Where did it come from? Any 
resources, any books, any podcasts, any tools, whether it's journaling or meditation or anything that really helped you kind of figure out like what you really want? How did you find out like what your max was and like what your needs are and what you want out of life? How did you get there? Yeah. So um, if you haven't read the four agreements, highly recommend you read that book. That is like my Bible. Like I read that book probably once a year, just refresh myself. It's an easy read. Um, that's more about like a positive mindset because I will say like before I, I date with this human, I was very negative and like he brought out a more of a positive thinking pattern out of me. Um, and I think that's what initiated it. We broke up a couple of times. I remember the first breakup. Um, I landed across someone named Lior Alexandra on YouTube. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's very much into the law of attraction and spirituality. And she has a lot of uh, videos about relationships. And I just like, I dove into it. Like I was like obsessed with it. I'm like, I'm at rock bottom. I only way up is literally, there's only one way and it's up. So might as well do something about it. So I started like buying books. I bought the four agreements. I bought mastery of love. I bought insecure in love. Um, I started looking to all those, her YouTube videos. Like I was binging them from the beginning and I realized that I didn't really have a clear identification of like who I wanted my person to be. I am so blessed because my parents have a beautiful relationship. They've been together since high school. So I've always been in such a beautiful, happy home. And I'm blessed because I know not everyone has that luxury. And it truly is luxury. And um, I, I didn't have a clear mindset of who I wanted my person to be. Did I think I had qualities I was like interested in? Yeah, sure. But at the end of the day, like, who do I want? this person to be a mere reflection of me and that's what it comes down to your significant other shouldn't complete you like you are a whole and he or she is a whole and you come together to live this beautiful life together so that was something that I just learned too so I remember I wrote down a list of every single thing that I wanted this person to have from like appearance to career to like, um, I, I did the same thing recently, but I love that you said that, that, yeah, we are, I hate when people are like my other half, I'm like, no, you're a whole damn person. No. You're a whole damn person. And when, if they leave your life, you're still going to be a whole damn person because the only person that can pick you up and make you happy is yourself. And if you don't have that self-happiness or that self-love, that person, you'll never find someone that loves you. I tell this to my friends all the time if you do not love yourself, you will never be satisfied in a relationship because you're always going to want that person to give you the love that you're not giving yourself. And there's always going to be a void. Yeah. And you don't have to like, and self-love doesn't stop. It's not like you're going to reach a certain point and like you're there. It's, it's, you're constantly willing to do the work on yourself. Self-love means that you are, you love yourself enough to evolve and grow and change and and want to be a better version of yourself. But if you're not doing the work on yourself, there's no way that someone can come in and be a part of that life. It, no way. No way. And so I love that. So I've recently done the, wrote a list of literally like from, I have like an appearance category to a, a career, a lifestyle, like our, our lifestyle together, what I want our lifestyle to look like. I've, I've done the whole thing too. So I mean, can you share a little bit about it? Like, what are you looking for now that you know what you want? You've done the work on yourself and you're actively evolving and doing this work and you're meeting people and you're, you're putting yourself out there and you're the energy that you surround yourself with and you're, you're attracting is a much more positive and 
healthier energy for you. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for in not just in a relation to, but your friendships as you move forward as a businesswoman, as you know, you know, a a self-actualized adult, like what is, what are the things you're looking for in the people in your life? Yeah. Great question. I think the first thing is like, I need people in my life who are extremely self-aware Like if you think the world's out to get you and not the world is working with you, then you're not my person. Like friendship, relationship, like romantic, whatever it is, like I cannot deal with that mindset because that is the whole concept of like everything's out to get me. Like everything is against me. Like you're never going to go anywhere in life. You might as well like just read a book or something because I I can't. So that's like the first thing is like this whole self-awareness piece, which is extremely hard um but yeah that's like very important to me the second thing would be like I surround myself with people who are family oriented like that's probably my second quality for someone in a relation or when I'm looking for someone to date is like you know what's the family dynamic and you don't have to be super close to your family but you understand the fundamentals of how important that is and how special it is. Cause my family is extremely close. Like my cousins are my sisters and my aunt is like my second mom and my grandmother raised me. So like that is so important. And my sister's my best friend. So like, that's so important for me. And I need someone who can keep that same energy as me because when I want to start a family with the, with somebody, those traditions and habits need to be the top priority. Now that I'm getting older, I'm looking for somebody who's like, you know, how is he going to be as a dad? Like, how is he going to be as a romantic partner when there's like stresses? I'm obviously very, very, very career focused. So it's like, I want him to be career focused too. Like, I don't want, and I'm so sorry, but like, I don't want someone who's working a mediocre job. That's just like, not 100%. my cup of tea. Like, there's someone out there who doesn't mind the mediocre jobs. That's just not for me. Like, I want to be able to come to my partner and be like, holy fuck, I have this insane decision to make what do I do? And I want him to be able to like answer the question with a business mindset and tell me exactly what to do. Right. And if you, if you're like, Oh, well, I, uh, yeah, you're not my person, you know? So I need someone who's like very, very focused in that sense. Um, I, one thing that recently came up that I didn't think was a big thing for me, but apparently it is, is like the whole like travel and adventure part of my life. Um, my parents took my sister and I everywhere we did so many family trips and that's so important to me so I want someone who wants to travel or is okay to pick up and move their life let's say we want to live in Europe for a year yeah that's important to me too I my parents like I remember there's a picture I need to find it I keep talking about this there's a picture of me from when I was like three years old in my dad's backpack in Costa Rica and I'm like I need to find the picture but my brother was born in June and by September we were in the Dominican Republic you know like I was like three, he was like two months old and we were on vacation like we went everywhere with my parents and I, yeah I want that life too I'm very into travel and I want like we can I can be at a museum and you can be out kayaking but like we're 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 traveling we're somewhere else experiencing diff, like a different culture and like immersing ourselves in the culture and like learning and growing because like that's the beauty of travel so I agree I think we have a lot of actually a lot of our, what we want out of life, they're, they're very aligned. And so you and Lisa did that like one time where it's like, what is Lisa's like wants it? And like, what are you? Yeah. And I like, I looked at both and I was like, I'm a lot more on Emily's side of things. Yeah. So she's like tall, dark and handsome. And I'm like, 
family oriented, loyalty, trustworthy. Like I'm like going off. Like it's so important to me. Like as I'm dating now, I have these like really great conversations and like those are like my questions. Like I love someone who has like banter, someone who's like, what do you want in a partner? What do you what are your non-negotiables? Some guy asked me what my non-negotiables were and I'm like, wow, like you are woke as hell. You know? So like I I appreciate those questions because it's like here's what I want. And if that is not you, then like go to the like see your way out. Like I'm I'm okay with like moving on because I'm not just dating just to date anymore. Yeah. I yeah, I'm so like on a first date, like of course, like you're gonna do the surface level, get to know you, play 20 questions, but by the second date, like we're, we're getting a little deeper. Like, I want to really know, like, is this going to go somewhere that we don't have to get married tomorrow, but like, is this like, can I see myself with you? Like, I'm going to ask you these non-negotiables like sooner rather than later, because I want to, I don't want to invest so much time in you if ultimately I know that it's not going to work out. So I agree. Um, totally. And like, we talked about like the rosters on the podcast and like, it has such a poor connotation every time we say the word roster but like I think it's we really mean it. yeah because we, we mean it in the sense of like okay like you have your lineup of people who like you're interested in right you're learning what you like and what you don't like what you don't like those people are gonna fall and the people who you like they're gonna rise and like that's exactly what happened with both Lisa and I yeah. and like let's say like if you look at the roster that I had a couple months ago let's say there's four people three of them never asked me what my non-negotiables were the one guy that asked me my non-negotiables were non-negotiables were I was like yes you can step up the rest have fallen at the waist because like it's that's why it's so important to have a roster because god forbid you get stuck on someone who's not compatible with you but it's your only option and you put all your eggs in one basket you're gonna get stuck that's how you end up settling and then 10 years later, you look back and I'm like, how did my life get here? I completely agree. So yeah. So now that you're dating, you have a roster, you, you guys have chronicled your escapades. (laughs) Um, I am dying to join you out on one of these crazy nights and I really want to play. We're not really strangers. And, um, the, the Serena Kerrigan, um, let's fucking date game. And like, we need to, like, that would be so much fun. And like, to, to, play those with you guys but you know you have so many stories now you've you've grown a lot as a person since that relationship you said and you've learned a lot about who you are as a person what you want out of life like you know I I don't know just like having these experiences like I don't know like the the dangle daddy and like that that whole like the the, like that like series of like episodes that you guys did in those stories they're so funny but you stayed up all night talking to this guy in Portuguese you know that I, I love that. That to me is like incredible one. Cause I, I would, if I can talk to a whole guy in Spanish for a night, like that's, that's something like, that's really cool. But also just like, it's the deeper connection and you're, I agree. It's you're learning, you know, what you do and don't want. And like, you're, you have to have multiple options. You have to, you know, that's why you try on yeah. a million wedding dresses. Like you're not going to find the first one right away. You have, you, you see what you like from this one. You mm-hmm. see what you like from that one, you pick and choose and you, build the perfect dress for you you build the perfect life that you want so now that you're soon to be moving to Miami what do you see your life looking at like when you're in Miami and also like not just dating but like work-wise where do you see new beauty going what's next for you career-wise yeah um I that's such a good question because I'm I used to be such a planner and I am like I'm always like 
what's your five-year plan? Like, I'm always asking people, like, what's, your, what's your five-year plan? Yeah, literally, like, it's, like, 6 a.m., like, on a Tuesday, and I'm, like, Lisa, what's your five-year plan? She's, like, can I, like, not right now? Like, I'm always just asking, but I'm really trying to channel the energy where, like, I'm just, like, going with the flow. Like, I'm taking the path of least resistance. That's what I call it, the path of least resistance, and, like, if it's telling me to go left, I'm going to go left. If it's telling me to go right, I'm going to go right. So, like, do I have a plan in my mind? Yes. Am I stuck to that plan? No. It's just like a framework to go down. So in terms of new beauty, um, I would love to continue to develop more formulas and expand into markets that I'm not already in. So if I do move to Miami, I think that's going to be a great opportunity for it. Um, So I can't wait to see where the brand develops. It's doing so well and I'm so proud of it. And I want to expand my team a little bit um there is five of us now so I'm excited to see how that works out because I think that I need more help I'm not really good at asking for help or delegating um and then my goal is to you know be involved with other brands on a smaller scale so I don't want to start new brands but I wouldn't mind joining or investing or helping like a consulting type of vibe, which I do now. So um, that could be really fun. Um, obviously, Lisa's launching M Club soon. So that's going to be fun to see her grow it. Um, so I've had, a, I've dabbled in some advice with her there. And then I think my personal Instagram, I just, I, you know, I feel so connected to Patreon because I feel like it's such a great platform for us to share things that like, I feel like I can't share on social media. And I, I know one of the questions you said was like, well, Lisa shares more than I do. And I think the reason why, and I thought about this before, is because she started her Instagram as like a blogger. So she only had blogger friends following her, like, and blocked all her personal friends yeah, and stuff. Separate account. It's only now that she's, yeah, separate account. I don't have that. Like my dad follows me. My mom me follows me. Like my ex-boyfriend's mother follows me too, you know? so like for me to go on stories and be like oh my god like I'm so sad like people are gonna be like it's okay like she's she's so unwell so I think it's taking me a little bit longer but that's why I love Patreon because like I can see who's seeing what I'm posting and what I'm talking about and I can be a lot more open and honest like having the sex conversation having the friendship conversation so I'm really excited to move to Miami and dive deeper into Patreon um Lisa and I are also working on something else behind the scenes that I can't really tell you guys yet and yeah I just want to see like where where that takes me once I get there yeah I feel you I uh my Instagram is my personal account too like I have everyone on there I mean a lot of people unfollowed me from high school and college and stuff because they just don't care and that's yeah then that's fine well yeah no that doesn't bother me but there's still people on there that like are my personal they're like the fuck is this girl doing um, and I've debated whether I wanted to have a private Instagram, but I was like, what would I show on there that I'm not already showing here on a smaller scale? So it's like, you know, I don't, that's why also the podcast, it's like, it's therapy for me, me having these conversations with you and other people I have on, like, I'm getting to work through these things too, um, without necessarily me being the one having that conversation, but I'm working through my own issues. And we were talking off air about working through sex and like intimacy, like issues and fear of intimacy and re- relationship and friendship issues. And, you know, it, I'm, I'm able to be more like, not that I won't talk about it on Instagram, but like, 
I can only talk about so much on stories. Like people are just going to skip through them, but on the podcast, not that people don't skip through podcasts because I'm sure they do. But if you're choosing to come to another platform to listen, like you're probably more interested in it. Yeah, Um, totally. Yeah. That's cool. I'm excited to finally meet you in person and I can't wait for club and also to try new beauty ball and then see what you guys are working on behind the scenes. Cause I see a lot from both of you separately, but also like together, like you guys are like, like I said at the beginning, like you are the girls I want to be friends with. Like you guys are a powerhouse duo. And I just like, like, I'm so excited to see, like, again, celebrating where you guys go and like building those friendships and that network. And I think it's so cool that you want to give back and invest in other brands and in the communities. And like, that's something that I really want to get into too, is one day when I'm able to investing in one philanthropy and like being involved in the community, but also investing in businesses and companies and real estate and being a part of the change. I think when you get to the point where you and I are at that we're willing to work on ourselves and self-actualize and be in alignment with who we truly are as people, you know, you start seeing the visions for your future and you start seeing where your energies are best, um, are best served. And it's really cool to see that. And I'm not a planner, but I have like goals for myself. So as well. So like, how can I, all these goals I have for myself, like how can I like put energy to each one yeah. and start put, start building those, those paths. And I think that's so cool. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes and just be able to like, look back in a few years and even a few months and like, yeah, listen back and see how much has changed and grown because even this is the first time I've like actually really met you outside of DMS, but just like the year or two that I've been following you, like you've come so far as a person and I've come so far as a person in the last few months too. And it's just, it's cool to see that evolution and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. Honestly, like, like you said, like things ebb and flow all the time. And like, if you told me that I would be in this situation a year ago, I'd be like, you're out of your goddamn mind, you know, like things change positively and negatively. And I think the key to it all is just like rolling with it and like going, I always say go down the path of least resistance. That's just like, if it feels good, go down that path because you're meant to go down the path that it feels good. If you feel like you're battling upstream, you're probably not meant to go down that path. And I've been battling upstream for years and years and years and years. And I finally just like, let it go and once you let go of things that no longer serve you you allow so many more opportunities and I, I think I've said that 400 million bazillion times no 100 it's so true because like as soon as I let go like so many things happened for me so many things happened so it's yeah if you I mean my main piece of advice is always like if you feel like you're stuck you're not because you're never stuck there's always options and cut out things that are like draining your energy because it's probably trickling into other aspects of your life that you don't even know like if your relationship is sucking life out of you it's probably affecting your career if your career is sucking life out of you probably affecting your your friendship you know what I mean so cut those things out yeah it's I love that you said that um about like when you, when you start, when you let go all of the amazing things that come into your life, that has been the theme of my life the last few months as well. Just 2020, as hard as it was, it came at 
such a time where I really needed to reevaluate everything. And we were all forced to, and I'm really grateful that we were because who knows had I not, that not happened. And I not, had I not gone through everything that I went through personally through 2020, reevaluating my life, reevaluating my life. Like, I don't know where I would be. I, and I, I'm glad I never have to know, but I'm really thankful that the minute I started actively doing the work on myself and being open to letting go and shedding the, the weight and the negativity, the, you know, heading more towards the abundance mindset and being open to opportunities and letting the right people in and just letting go, literally just letting go and being open to what's out there. I am happier than I think I've ever been. And it's just, I know I, like I, I, the other day I cried cause we took our composite photos, um, for graduation. And I literally sat on stories, like started crying. I was like a year ago, I never would have thought that I'd be here. And like, it, that sounds like I, it sounded like I was just talking about law school, but like, I meant that in a way deeper sense than, and I was like, if I hadn't gone through everything that I'd gone through last year, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I don't know if I'd even be here or be sharing this with you. And, you know, I, I feel like you can say the same in so many ways in your life. And I just think once you are willing to let go of society and what your friendships say and what the expectations you have for yourself, and you're just going with the flow and being open to opportunities, the amount of beautiful things that comes in. And I'm so grateful that we are able to have the platforms that we have, where we can share these things and hopefully yeah. inspire other people to do the same. Man. So I think that's such a beautiful way to end. I cannot wait to meet you. I can't wait to see what's next and uh, see you in Miami soon and go, go to a hookah lounge and go dancing. Oh my God. My favorite thing to do. We'll do it together. Yes, we have to. Um, Where can everyone find you, Emily? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at underscore E-M-O-L-I-V-E-I-R-A. It's M Oliveira. And my beauty brand is at it new beauty and new is spelled n-u perfect i will put everything in the show notes yay thank you for having me this is so fun of course anytime definitely we'll do a part we'll do multiple parts and keep keep having these conversations because they're they're really important to have yeah wasn't emily great i'm so glad that her and i got to have this conversation about what we're looking for in our friendships and relationships and the people we bring into our lives and what we want for ourselves and just being in alignment and self-aware and friendships and so, so much more and all about how she started a business and her tips for starting a business, her favorite books. There's just so much value in this episode and I'm really hoping you guys loved it. Definitely go check it out. Um, Check out Emily, check out New Beauty, check out M Club Lisa's business, follow them on Patreon. It's a great time. And definitely follow me at Kayla Moran. I'll leave all of this in the show notes. Of course, make sure you leave a rating and review if you like this episode. Subscribe, leave us a comment, DM me, DM Emily, say hello. And yeah, I'm really excited for the week ahead. I hope you all have an amazing week and weekend and I will talk to you guys next week.